Oh, I was muted the whole time. Hi, Cal. We're live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I counted us down on mute. <laughs> didn't hear a damn thing. Nope, you didn't, because I was <laughs> muted. Um, hi, guys. Looking a little light this week, because this Thursday for Pals Polls, it's the gruesome twosome. Is that what I've called Ooh. us? Is that, is that us? You deadly, and Deadly duo? Sh- you and Sean are the dynamic duo. Yes, yes. Surely you and Marco would be the gruesome twosome. True, true. Would we be the deadly duo? I don't hate that. That was but I, great. Fe- I feel like it's a little um too violent. It's a little it's a little too cool for us. Well, what I'm does honest. that mean? What are you alluding to? I just mean, you know, I think we have we're very unique. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't think dastardly duo or whatever it was you just said deadly deadly yeah i don't think it quite captures what we have you know the the douchey deuce no that one doesn't work either yeah i wouldn't have given us that one (laughs) hey it's better than a a deucey douche um but hi guys welcome back to another episode of pals pulls what's up my dogs i'm your host tyler and i'm here with kale Anybody in the mood for killing some younglings? <laughs> Happy Star Wars Day, everyone. May, may the may the what's today's date? Fifth. May the fifth be with. May the fourth be with you. Oh, wait a minute. That's a plan. Words. Um, I just realized that. So here we go. And may the Sith. May the Sith with you as well. Uh, what's the, fi- the that attempt one? was made by both of us. <laughs> oh boy yeah i went into that really confident thinking i could do it yeah even dan's like nice try kale you know well, you know you can't, you can't win them all but you know what we can do we can talk about the books that we're reading this week and we got this many of them four that's for the audio listeners four uh this week we are reading shazam number one i don't have the, I, I don't read physically so i don't get to show the, the covers off like sean does uh Sorry. so shazam number one uh, Batman number 135 or Legacy number 900. However you want to deal with that. I, legacy numbering is weird. Um, Peacemaker tries hard number one. Book one, rather. Just like and me. Immortal X-Men number 11. So we got some books to talk about. But before we talk about those books, Kel, I, I hear we have a little something called a Patreon. That we use. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the, the, the Patreon is a way you can just support us. You, if you like the show, support what we That's do. Um, but you get a couple of cool things if you do the, if you join the Patreon. You can help uh, choose the book club we read. We just did the Lazarus book club. It was volumes one to three. Uh, a really fun book club. I hope everyone can check that out. But uh, the patrons are the ones that get to vote on which book we talk about. Um, now that's, that's the image book from... Greg Rucka and is it Michael Lark? Uh, correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's not all the tie-in issues of Lazarus Planet uh, that right. Shazam references. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can do that. Um, you get some. You get uh, newsletters. Kale, I think you just had a newsletter yesterday as well. I did. I invented a radio show based on a a, a solo uh, tabletop game where you can build your own playlist. You love old timey radio, man. I do. I think I've missed a calling not being a radio DJ. A disc jockey? 
a disc a disc jockey. A disc jockey. Um, yeah. So if you guys want to check out check out Kale's uh, playlist that he made, Patreon. There you go. But let's talk about some some comic books instead. Let's talk about Shazam number one. This is by a familiar creative team. If you're reading World's Finest, which if you're not, you should be. Very good book. Um, my cat finds his catnip and tries to get it himself. Um, so Shazam number one. This is by the team of Mark Wade on writing, uh, Dan Mora on art, with Alejandro Sanchez on colors, Troy Pateri on letters as well. Um, I was really excited for this book. Yeah. Um, I love classic Shazam, and I love what Mark Wade and Dan Moore are doing in World's Finest. It, it, is, it is quintessential DC, in my opinion. Yep. It's just what I read DC for. What I read DC for is not what I read Marvel for. Um, At 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I like the, the big two and the distinctions between the two because of that. Um, but I read DC for, like, kind of hokey, uh, yep. cheesy, just capes and cows sort of stuff. Mm. And boy, was this that. <laughs> yeah. I well, And I want to go back to what you said about the uh, DC is different from Marvel. Yeah. You can even see it in their ground level books. Um, I'm thinking specifically of um, Identity Crisis. Mm-hmm. It's such a, you know, it's a it's a murder mystery, but it uh and it's very ground level and it's about, you know, a uh a, a stretchy guy, but even still it's surrounded by um iconography. Whereas with you know, of 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 these superheroes, whereas with Marvel, like you don't really get that because the the Marvel heroes for the most part, I don't think have that you know the way batman and superman and wonder woman or the maybe flash the closest you know? would be captain america but even then it's different the spider-man yeah yeah it's more Fantastic of like that that's the but... it's the iconography of the flag really that captain america right. is kind of co-opting but yeah yeah there's it's something it's somewhat hard to explain but i think uh morrison did it best when they meant you know they talked about you know the dc characters being gods really yep um and uh, maybe James Gunn can continue that with his Gods and Monsters uh, section of the DCU. But yeah, Shazam. Um, my, my familiarity with Shazam is strange. Um, I've never read the old Fawcett City comic stuff. Um, anytime I've dealt with Captain Marvel or Shazam, it's really been either the Jeff John stuff or he was just around in another book. Yeah. Um, it's, it's rare that I read Shazam proper books. Um, and it's not out of a want to, it's, it's out of a, they never ever exist nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I, I really like this. I liked how, and it's, and it's Mark Wade writing a teenager, which I have a little bit of gripe, gripes with. I did feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That. But, but strangely <laughs> me feeling that also felt in line with Shazam. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, hmm. because there's never going to be a world where a kid is writing Shazam, you know? So yeah. it's always going to be written by, unfortunately, in some ways, just an old white dude. Like, yeah. so it's always going to, like, that's part of the hokey charm, I feel, 
So it kind of, whereas I, I feel it in Teen Titans. Yeah. Um, this kind of felt at home in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I could agree with that. It's sort of like, you know, you know how Billy Batson is like, uh, and Billy Batson in relation to Captain Marvel is, uh, uh, a child's sort of wish fulfillment for growing up yeah, yep. writing and creating Shazam and Captain Marvel is sort of the other way around. It's the adult wish fulfillment. It's true. Okay. As yeah. A kid. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. Um, yeah. And in like, I, I remember when uh, it was Wade writing, oh, what was it? Was it champions? Marvel's champions. Um, which that was their young teen book. Um, yeah, I felt it. I was like, oh boy, buddy Wade. I'm, I'm a big Wade guy. And even then I was like, yikes. Um, not really feeling it, but he somehow can get Billy and, um, um, oh geez, Freddie Freeman to say stuff like bet, you know, I bet like (laughs) that, that one had me like Mark Wade doesn't, he doesn't know about that. (laughs) Mark Wade took. One, uh, he immersed himself in one New York City subway ride, and that's where he yeah. <laughs> he did the old trick it, of uh, just sit and listen to get your dialogue. Yeah, weirdly, it it felt used correctly, but I was still like, yes. no. <laughs> yeah, it was used correctly, but like I don't expect Freddie Freeman to talk like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have been any any other kid, and it might have actually worked. But but again, I think it not working also was kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, like it's a like weird they meta took, way. They took the uh, the not kiddest old white man <laughs> and put his words in the the whitest kids in comic books. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's layers here that I'm liking. That, that's really yeah. good. Um, and as much as I like that, I liked how in uh, from my my knowledge of the Fawcett City, you know, Captain Marvel books. Um, they are real dorky in, in the way it, it, it yeah. deals with sci-fi and sci-fi fantasy um, with, uh, you know, and we, we get that right away in this with those uh, space dinosaurs. I'm like, oh, ruled. space dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to question that at all. I have no reason to. It doesn't ask you to think about it. It, they, it just is. And it works really well. The, the first one I ever read, um, Captain Marvel has to invent a new element. <laughs> like uh like an element on the periodic table sure yeah and uh and it works you know it saves the day or whatever um so i thought i would carry that over into you know i was really young at the time into my uh x-men role-playing business it's like oh my character just goes into the lab and invents an, an element <laughs> guess what doesn't fly in the x-men <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, although I think Beast has done that a couple times, but he's probably used those elements for war crimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Dan Trudeau, a, a font of knowledge yet again. Marvel, Marvelani, Marvelanium, Marvelanium, right? Marvelanium. Huh. Um. Yeah. So it's it's uh this is fun, but there's another thing in here too that this book essentially kind of really simplifies where shazam is um mm-hmm. you know he's on the rock of eternity he's kind of like the only one with powers right now besides mary marvel but she has her own book so she's doing her own thing um 
but it also like sort of gives him his Captain Marvel name back. What did you think about that? It, it was weird because they it can't was weird. call him that. Yeah, but I don't. The, uh, huh. I don't think I liked it, but I appreciate the effort. My opinion on it was like, oh, they got Hutzpah for that one, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but in in the text, even Billy Batson's like, I can't be called Shazam because I can't talk to or refer to myself without it causing issues. So I'm like, yeah, that yeah. that makes sense. So um, calling him the captain in the book itself, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. As long as, yeah. you know, they're on the cover. I think that's all really, really matters. Um, but Dan Mora, dude. Man, he gets the mood of mm-hmm. this era so well. And he, like, I think the, on, the only criticism I think I, I, I would look for, and it's just to nitpick, is that I wish his, like, his, uh, his uh, his corners were just a little a little more rounded off on uh, on his characters. He's a little a little sharp, yeah. A little more, uh, you know, a little more. What is it? Auto Bender? No, I, CC Beck. I I, I picture uh, Shazam the, the more old, of a barrel chest sort of thing. Yeah, the yeah. old um, uh, uh, the old style. I and it's referenced in the book, but. What he does in this too is there. There's multiple panels and pages where, uh, Captain Marvel. I guess we can call him that again. Um, is shown with like those squinty eyes. Like he really plays with the yeah. eyes in this, which I think is just like quintessential faucet. What I what I picture Captain Marvel. You can see it on the cover too. It's referencing some of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> where he kind of just has like little beady eyes, and I'm like, that's that's what I want. That's those, those that French choice. Stewart eyes. Yeah, that choice is such a. In my opinion, it, it it proves that they understand the character and want to go back to yeah. his roots for a modern audience. Um. Yeah, everything about this book, I I love. This is my pick of the week, easily. Yeah, same. Hard same. And I am um, excited going forward for a Shazam book. Wow. Yeah, and I you know what I love what seems to be the central conflict too. Um, you know, yeah. we don't know exactly what it is. It seems to me that the gods that make up Shazam's name are uh turning on him. Yeah, that felt like that was uh Zeus and Solomon, I Solomon, felt like. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um and then that turn that Captain Marvel makes uh, you know, in the crowd and talking to mm. people, he starts, you know, calling them ninja poops and, um, you <laughs> Nit- know, nitwits or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just... I thought it was, it, it was so unexpected, and it's such a weird thing that yeah. it's so unexpected yeah. because it's it's so nothing. Do turn into me when I take muscle relaxers. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so that's how yeah that's how uh, Tyler talks to us on the on the off, private off chats yeah, 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 when he's yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm just uh, like a, a regular comic book Tucker Carlson. Don't quote me on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to figure out how to make a TikTok. 
Uh, yeah, so easy poll, though. Shazam, number one, is is easy. one of the easiest yep. polls I've had to do on the show so far. Yep. Pick of the week, easy poll. Pick All right, let's shut month. the show down. Because that's as good as it gets this week, folks. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why I want to start off with it. But we'll, we'll see. I, I have thoughts. Uh, I have... The order of the show is based on what I think your thoughts might be. Um, oh, boy. But no, Matt, don't clip that. Um, all We're right, let's it. talk about the next book, which was you keep a... You keep asking me to make TikToks. I'm making a TikTok. That's <laughs> hey, all I got to do to get people to do it. Fine, that's cool. Um, let's talk about Batman. Uh, Batman number 135 slash number 900. With this, so the legacy numbering is for Batman issues, right? This is not Detective Comics legacy. Because Detective Comics has had right. 1,000 already. Okay. Yep. Right, yeah. Had to audibly work that out in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the culmination of the... Uh, what was the name of the, the arc called? Uh, is it the Red... Failsafe? No, that was the one previous. Yeah, that was the... Failsafe was the previous one. Uh, I'm going to see if I can... I can if you want to vamp for me. There's less people here. Uh, Roboter says, The Batman of Gotham. Yes, that's that's the name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so this is by a, a whole host of people. Um, so uh, let me get my list up here. So this is written by Chip Zdarsky uh, with three different artists. So we had Michael Janin for like three or four pages, which felt honestly kind of out of place. Um, we had Mike Hawthorne, Jorge Jimenez, uh, inks by Adriano de Benedetto, colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr., uh, with Chamo Murray on some colors as well, and letterer Clayton Cowles. Do you, uh, I think we've talked about this before. Were you a Homestar Runner kid? I was not, no. Oh. I was too busy watching snuff films as a child, so. Mm. Oh, that's right, we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, 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 I'm very episode. desensitized. Man, I have such a niche Homestar Runner joke to make. Make it, it's for the, we got nobody's gonna, like... nobody's gonna get it. So, <laughs> there's... <laughs> There's a, there's an episode. Oh, it's a Labor Day episode where Homestar Runner comes in and he's uh, gathering the troops or whatever. Homestar Runner is kind of a dumb dude. I, I gathered as much, yeah. Yeah, and he uh, he so he enlists a popcorn machine called Benedetto. Uh, but somehow or another, Benedetto dies. Oh, and so every time I hear Benedetto, I always hear it in. Homestar Runner's voice. Benedetto! Benedetto! Don't you die on me, Benedetto! Homestar is a video? What? Homestar is like a video thing? Yeah. It's a cartoon. No, it's a a web cartoon. Again, I know what he looks like. That's all I've I've seen. He's got like no arms or something like that. It's a short show, guys. That's kind of why we're... uh... Uh, speaking of no arms, uh, Batman uh, only has one hand in this. <laughs> There's the segue. I found it. Um, yeah, okay, so this is the, the, the culmination of uh, of Batman in this uh, universe without a without a Batman. He's trying to fill the void of that where that universe is Bruce Wayne left, um, and he's facing off against a guy who has peeked into the multiverse, realizes in every other universe he can apparently become the joker and he's trying to be to, to to have that you know moment where he can become this universe's joker um but the story kind of takes a lot of different turns um in this final issue um 
I gotta say, as a whole, I was not feeling this arc. It felt uh, aimless, really, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and it felt like it was kind of plodding along. Um, uh, have you read the whole arc? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Honestly, like, Did... I, I, felt, I felt like it could have been, it, you could have shaved off two issues. Yeah. Do you think this is what was leading up, all that was leading up to, like, by design? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, uh, I can't imagine there's a number, a number 900 and, you know, them not planning in advance for that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and the way this pays homage to, to Batman for its 900th issue is that it goes all over the multiverse and we see all these different Batman that you know. Um, and a lot that, like, we don't know as, you know, some of the Earths in, in the DC universe. We're back to infinite Earths again, so... Um, it doesn't need to travel through, you know, Grant Morrison's uh, kind of ordered multiverse in a way. Um, so we get, I mean, spoilers for this, but it was kind of a surprise to me. We can spoil this, right, Cal? It's just this, yeah. Um, you have a spoiler button, don't you? I don't I don't have it for, do I? Let's see. Oh, yeah, I do. All right. I didn't know if I had it in the two men. Oh, get your spoilers. Um, but yeah, so uh, Batman meets uh, uh, the Dark Knight, uh, you know, returns Batman. He meets Michael Keaton, Batman, Batman Beyond, the animated series, Adam West. Jeez, uh, oh, got Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, it's all over the place, really. And that alone kind of redeemed the issue for me um, because it was like, oh, all right. Mem- it, w- it was very member berries for you South Park fans out there. I was like, oh, remember this Batman? Remember this Batman? Remember this Batman? Um, and after Shazam, I think I read Shazam first, I was just in a good mood. So I was just like, all right, yeah, this is kind of neat. And uh, Jimenez is drawing it, and it is really good looking. Um, but it really is just kind of a multiversal jaunt throughout, you know, with Batman. And I don't think Batman really should be dealing with the multiverse, you know. No. Um, no. Unless it's like a Justice League thing, like one guy, just the, the fact that the multiverse can be uh, traveled by anyone apparently now um, is a little frustrating. But I thought this this issue was it was it was fine. It was fine. Uh, yeah, Dan. Yeah, he, Dan in, in the Twitch chat says he's gotten bored with multiversal jaunts because everyone's yeah. doing it. Yep. Everywhere. Every everything all at once. Um, yeah, so Roboters really explained the the mechanics of, of the, the plot here. This was a multiverse chase of upgrades. It felt each specific encountered universe, Batman had a Joker that was dead and brought back to life. And Bruce gets upgrades throughout from each. Um, and he sort of goes from uh, the handless, sort of weird, armored batman in True, yeah. in that other dimension to getting a hand somehow or another and becoming sort of the batman we know can they explain how he gets the hand back yeah uh dark knight bat batman uh gives him like a, it seems like a robot hand of some kind i think it had magnet powers or something oh yeah, yeah that's okay yep okay um i hated this <laughs> I Explain, think this yeah. was uh, uh, all due respect to Chip Zdarsky. Um, I think it's just really dumb. <laughs> I just 
I I don't know. I I've only read a couple issues of of this uh, of this arc, and I don't know if Chip Zdarsky can write my Batman. I just this was not for me. I think the conceit just wasn't it. Um, this whole chase through the multiverse thing feels so flash movie tie in it was like Fortnite. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah i just it was you know i get it's an anniversary issue but uh atomic hound said it was so much better than the 96 page giants i i vehemently disagree um because those are at least single stories that are well told this was just a mess I thought I thought it was fine in terms of just like the craft of it all like it, it's fine but like this is not how I want to read Batman I don't care for um Batman as the superhero I like Batman as the detective and the vigilante does that does, does the distinction make sense yeah. there yeah um, oh yeah and like and, and I know what Chip's doing with Daredevil is like yeah, that's that's my yeah. my jam right there so I yeah. know that Chip has that in him, but maybe that's why he's writing Batman this way. It's it's a clear distinction between, but I, yeah. I don't want to assume. Um, yeah, this is more like candy for me. Um, it 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 didn't really. It, it this whole arc doesn't feel substantial. Um, which is which is a shame because I kind of I did like the failsafe one. The failsafe arc felt like good, just Bat Family book. Um, yeah. and this is not that. This is cheesecake in a way. Yeah, it feels like Cheesecake Factory. I got a question. Okay, what what's the, what is the aesthetic of Cheesecake Factory? Can you explain that? I can't explain it. No, it, it feels can, like Atlantis. I can I can tell you what it is, but I can't explain it. It feels like an Atlantis uh, themed restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it it's like the height of um, the Roman Empire. How is that cheesecake factory? <laughs> What's well, the... it's it's utter gluttony, utter gluttony. Oh, okay, all right, all because right. Because the menu, the menu is like nine hundred pages of absolutely any style of food and anything. It was about as long want. as this issue of Batman. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, you can get any type of cheesecake you want. The portions Actually... are absolutely you know kingly. This book does feel like reading the Cheesecake Factory menu, you know? Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of great stuff in it, but it's just too much, and I'm not really into it. I want, I want, you know, because there's so much, I get overwhelmed, and I just want to go back to what I, what I enjoy. I want to just, you know, I don't know, get a burger. You know, I, I want to go back to the roots of what, you know, Batman is. Yeah. Much like, much like the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> this issue of Batman felt like a celebration of the commodification of food, of the gentrification of uh, food. There's a lot of efficacies in that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm gonna. Uh, it's Batman. I can't not read Batman. It's just I don't. I've always read Batman since I've read comics, so I can't even say I, I'm. I'm Curious whether or not I'm going to read the next issue. I'm gonna. No matter what, it's just one of those books for me. 
I'll be um, interested to see what direction the story takes. I'm not yeah, going to go out of my yeah. way for it, for and sure, I, but... And I like how Tim is the one that saves Batman. You know, like, I want to see that, you know, dynamic oh. kind of build up I, more. I don't like that Tim could just travel the multiverse just because he has a suit now, but... Yeah, I like that that's what Chip set up, you know, in his first issue. This, he, You know, he was like, this is going to be a Bruce and Tim story. And it's yeah. going to be an yeah, echo of how yeah. Tim rescued Bruce way back when. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was not it. Well, let's talk about what the listeners thought would be it. Uh, with the listener pick this week, that being Peacemaker Tries Hard. This is a black label book uh, by the creative team of Kyle Starks, who Sean just interviewed about a month or so ago. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, check that out um, with art by Steve Pugh. And we did a book club on Steve Pugh's uh, Flintstone. So you can check that out as well. Look at me. Plugging up oh, yeah. uh, with colors by Jordy Belair, and you could watch any of our episodes to see anything by Jordy Belair. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, yeah, so this is kind of like an out, out of continuity um, take on Peacemaker. It feels like it almost feels like this is quite literally in the movie universe. Like this feels like another episode of Peacemaker. I can see that. Yeah. Um, did you did you watch Peacemaker at all? No. Okay. I I I I liked um John Cena as Peacemaker in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. The vibe I get from the show, I don't know if is my thing. Mm, I don't know if it is either. It either very much is or very much isn't. I don't think there's a middle ground for you there. Yeah, and if it's like this book, it's not. Um, yeah, it's. Hmm. I will say, as I'm reading this book, I and this does not happen to me often. When when I read things, I don't read it in people's voices. I tend to just read. Um, I don't. I just have my own voice in my head. But when I was reading this, I heard John Cena's voice. So I don't know if that's sure. a testament to John Cena. I don't know if that's a testament to the writing of this. That's really kind of fitting into that style of the Peacemaker TV show and Suicide Squad. Um, but there is some uh, 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 synergy between the two that um, I can see working for a lot of people. Yeah, and I don't think that voice uh, is a bad thing. Sure, that's I don't. That's not wholly my problem with it. Um, Was it the, the pee pee poo jokes that really got you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. You know, I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum. But you this... can yuck some pee pee poo poo, dude. Hey, listen, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you want to be into pee pee poo poo. That's your business. It's fun to say though. Come on. But this stuff was just not for me, man. This was just it was so so much over the top, and it wasn't like it was. It wasn't even like every page. It was like every panel. Yeah, it it very much like um, Peacemaker is a, a a dumb shit. Like in this, you know, there's a lot of there's dick punching in it. There's you know uh, VHS porn jokes. Like it's very yeah low brow. Which I, I'm not to say I'm not trying to say is like 
not funny. Like Austin Powers, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I love lowbrow, lowbrow humor. I loved Peacemaker. Um, but I would I can... eat a bucket. I would eat a bucket of shit for peace. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in line for the TV why? show. I gotta say, why? Um, so I I get it. Um, but it it, it it wasn't really for me. But I can see this being for a lot of people. Does that make sense? It it feels like that. <laughs> it feels like that South Park humor. Like yeah, you either, yeah. You either really like it or you. It's not for you. Uh, surprise! South Park humor not really for me. It was for me when I was like thirteen, you know, and I was watching I li- it because my parents told me I couldn't, you know. Listen, but. I, <laughs> I can enjoy the occasional episode of South Park. Sure. The South Park movie, I think, is tremendous. Great. I'll say that. I don't mind saying that. But this man, this just wasn't it. Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it felt like it it felt like it took away from the book and any sort of characterization of anything. Here's what threw me off. Um Steve Pugh is on art here. And and I really like Steve Pugh. Steve Pugh's work on Animal Man and Steve Pugh's work on Flintstones. Those are like two of my favorite, some of my favorite books that DC's put out since I've read comics. Um, when I see Steve Pugh's art, I think Flintstones. And I think I'm almost like expecting humor that you get in Flintstones, which is a little more highbrow. It's a little more nuanced. Uh, yeah. So seeing that art with dick jokes kind of was like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm off kilter right now. I don't, I, it threw me off, honestly, um, because I associate a type of humor with an artist, and and you know, I like Kyle Stark stuff. You know, I, you know, uh, uh, I hate this place came out this week as well, which was good. Um, yeah, but this humor was just like, uh, no. And again, maybe Shazam ruined it. Maybe Shazam. I, I was in a different mindset when reading this. But I don't know. I wasn't a fan. This- yeah, this 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 sort of felt like the other end of Harley Quinn that we uh, complained about. Just like having a comedy book that's like mature, which means he says fuck. Yeah. Here's what I will give it. Two things. Steve Pugh is very good. <laughs> um and there's a certain form to the art in this that's different than his Flintstone stuff. It, it feels a lot more. Um, Flintstones was trying to play with it being, you know, a take on the animated cartoon show where this is more like a little more realistic, but it's still got that Steve Pugh cartoony look to it. Um, mm-hmm. And this book also has the brand of Monsieur Mala, which I was I was excited to see what you thought of that, Kel. And I... I was frustrated about it because I love the Braden Monster Mala. Atomic Hound, have a good night. We'll see you on Saturday and in the Discord, which you should join. Uh, But even the Brain's dialogue felt bad. Like, it's just like this dude is an evil super genius trapped in a jar. The dude just wants to make love again. And yeah, like I I get that. I respect that. He's a brain in a jar. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, He said something that was so stupid. 
Was it him uh, explaining his reasoning for wanting to have a human body or a host body again? No. You know what it is? It It's when Peacemaker says, well, it's so awesome that Monsieur Mala is carrying a heavy machine gun. And the brain says, yes, he is freaking awesome. <laughs> what? You're a Monsieur Malan brain uh, aficionado too, so. I just like, I... What's the 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 thing that's the most important to me is the voice. Like if you're gonna write a character, you have to hit the voice somehow. Yeah, yeah. that was not it. You wouldn't even consider it like a play on the voice. I don't. I don't know. Like, like almost no. like a decision to actively go against the voice. Like, I mean, maybe to actively go against it. Sure. Like maybe that's a choice. I personally think it's a wrong choice. I don't see a robot, you know, using the uh, uh, um, uh, Stephen Hawking computer voice. Fair. <laughs> saying this is freaking awesome. Would the Stephen uh, Hawking com computer voice have a French accent? Uh, I don't think the brain is French. Uh, how would I know? How would I know? I thought he had a French accent in this, didn't he? No, the the... The the gorilla is sure he does. Ramallah is French. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Okay, yeah. I'm sure he speaks French, but uh, so so Dan just... in the yeah Dan in, in Twitch says how different is this from other peacemaker appearances in recent years? Um, I feel like other peacemaker appearances in recent years have just made him like hyper violent, and he's just like a guy that will you know have peace regardless of what it takes, and that is the joke. You know, because going far with that can be funny. Whereas this version of Peacemaker is very much the John Cena version where it's he's making the jokes. This this is James Gunn, John Cena. Yeah. To yeah. like a fault. Rather him being the joke. Yes, he is a joke in this, but he's also making jokes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um How was I, I if you if you remember, I missed it. Um, How was. How did the peacemaker come across in Ron V's Swamp Thing? Just like uh, any other uh, soldier character, really. Yeah. It was more of like, who's on the Suicide Squad right now? We got to put him in the book. Yeah. Okay. Um, that could have been Deathstroke. That could have been Bloodshot. You know, that could have been anyone. So, yeah. Um, this is more specific. Um, yeah, this is this isn't a poll for me, but I think this would have its I think if you like the show, this might be for you. And apparently a lot of people did. So I just I for me, I think there's a big difference between getting away with something like this in a show. Sure. Where, you know, when you say this stuff, and I just mean, you know, any amount of this dialogue, you know, you can say and it won't take away from the experience. Sure. Yeah. But like the reading actually takes time and it takes work. It, um, it... And it, you know, the, the, the thing about comics is that you are involved in the way, you know, you, the reader are involved in the way this comic unfolds. Sure. And all of this takes up so much Whereas in the show, it's, you know, it's paced out for you. 
Yep. Because that's, you know, that's how video works. And, and C.W. Gordon has a good point. It, it's all, he said, it's all the over-the-top bits of the Peacemaker series without any of the actual John Cena charisma. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So let's, let, let's leave DC. Let, let's get out of this, this multiverse of DC. And let's talk about with our, with our multiversal power. Ugh. Let's talk about Immortal X-Men number 11. Uh, this is by the team of God. Why do I have multiple tabs? Uh, this is by uh, Kieran Gillen, uh, artist Lucas Wernick, colors by David Curiel, uh, and letters by Clayton Cowles. So we're back to Immortal X-Men. We're finally done with Sins of Sinister. Uh, this is a, essentially the fallout of it. Yeah, um, so we're not done with it at all. I guess, I guess, yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> the benefit know. here is that the benefit here is that we don't have to put up with sinister. Yeah, yeah, we, but we still have to deal with those machinations, mach- machinations, machinations. I don't know how to pronounce machinations. That. Machinations. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I'm. I. I did not like this. Um, <laughs> it. This whole issue deals with storm kind of being almost brought in like a sheriff to to deal with yeah. the fallout of sins of sinister mostly because um Rasputin's around and so is mother mother uh righteous mother righteous. righteous um and they were able to like be able to show people like oh this is what happened in that universe that we helped prevent um look who did all these bad things mm-hmm. uh and because they have this footage for a crime that n- didn't actually happen yet as potential crime that happens. Um, they enlist Storm to kind of be the judge, jury, uh, and well, not really executioner for uh, Charles, Hope, uh, Exodus, and Emma Frost. Um, after they were minority reports them. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, after they were, you know, shoved in the Krakosi, which apparently they could just leave whenever, uh, as long as you know uh, Krakoa allows it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess they don't leave. No, no, they are pulled. They are pulled out. It's quite literally a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this just felt very out of character for Storm for me. Um, and and it felt like it was pushing Storm into, it was forcing her to make decisions that felt out of character for me. Um, I'm really enjoying what Storm is doing in in Al Ewing's X Men Red. I think that's kind of the gem of the X Men, uh, world right now. Um. I really enjoy X-Men, right? I like, I like Storm as this, you know, reluctant leader for this whole new nation on Mars. Um, and this book's like, all right, we're taking Storm back. <laughs> I, want, I want my character back. Uh, we're taking her out of that, and then we're going to, like, uh, uh, ridicule her for even doing any of that. Um, and she's kind of pissed off in this. Uh, yeah, this just felt weird for me. It just didn't feel like Aurora in my eyes. And there were like there were like parts where Emma Emma there, there's a, a decent interaction between her and Emma, where Emma kind of calls her out on, on storm shit. Um, yeah, but it almost it, it felt like something that Emma would say, mm-hmm. but then Storm kind of starts to agree with it in a way, and that felt off to me. Um, in my eyes, Storm is a very uh, pragmatic and very um, when she makes a decision a decision she sticks by it cuz she knows it's the right decision there's there's a word there for that um but this had her questioning herself at points that kind of confused me 
I, uh, I didn't mind the storm bits of this. Um, overall I was, I was, this was the last book I read. Uh, so I checked out pretty hard. Fair. Um, I got very bored at all of this. Very wordy, very wordy issue. Man. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mind the storm characterization. I think because it sets her up, um, it 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 uses her as a foil in the same way that she was in Sins of Sinister. Sure, sure. Um, and I I like that. Um, but I also th- I I also think she has a you know a, a a pretty good history of being a, a good leader of the X Men. Yeah, in general. I agree. Yeah. I think she, you know, she is a very wise leader and I think that comes from a, a a wise person. A lot of that comes from her background, you know. Um so I can you know, especially since she is on the council and she was one of the ones that wasn't corrupted. Fair. I don't know. Yeah, I I get it. I think a lot of that you could justify it, yeah. Yeah. Um. But it this whole issue was just talking, talking, talking. It was like we get to watch people watch a video too. You know. <laughs> Ooh, I love videos in my comic books. That 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 always gets that always works out well. Um. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. It's. I don't really know where this is going. Um, it, it's setting up, I guess, Charles to be an antagonist down the line. I just the idea of X Men punishing people for potential crimes um, feels counter to the X Men to me. Uh, when you've had Sentinels out there that were, you know, uh, killing mutants before they can even have the mutant gene activated, you know. Yeah, and I don't. Um... I don't even necessarily like the idea that they're being punished for future crime because I think the thing is that they have this sinister gene in them or whatever. Sure. Yeah. This multi multi-dimensional gene apparently. Ugh, what the frick? Yeah. Um So, you know, I I don't know. I never really saw it as punishment. But even when they were pulled into into the Krakusi, it felt unfair. I agree. Yeah, I, you know, like in, th- in my I, eyes, it's like they would have figured another way. Yeah, I I feel like taking away their right to vote, taking away their you know position position on the Quiet Council for a period of time, that's not unreasonable. Sure. Um. And Aaron Ruiz says uh, he definitely saw a lot of people discussing the exchange of words between Emma and Storm. I don't get all this shit about Storm going to Araco. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, (laughs) everybody says she, you know, set herself up as the, the queen of Mars, and she didn't. 
Like, it's the nature of Arako, and she's fit, like one in Rome sort of thing, you know? When they made her that, like, yeah, that's yeah. not, <laughs> that's completely different. It's like they don't, it's like they don't understand Arako, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I don't. I will say the Lucas Warner cart's good. I do like the Lucas Warner cart. Um, uh, I've liked to see his progression since, you know, uh, the Scarlet Witch event. Yeah. It was good to see that back. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, having that art back uh, feels a lot more consistent because the art was one of the least consistent things about Sense of Sinister. It was kind of all yeah. over the place, it felt like. Um, so it was good seeing that back. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm more like like another Fall of X book came out this week. It was the um, Sysburrier Fall of X book. Uh, that's out. And like, I'll be honest, like. Is that, is that the uh, before the fall? Of... Sorry, it's the before oh, the fall okay, book. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. It does feel like we're in a bit of a, uh, a holding pattern until we can get to Fall of X right now. So I don't wanna. We'll see. We'll see. I really don't wanna. <laughs> well, you know what? Those those are the books we're talking about, Cal. That's what we're discussing this week. That's it. Shazam won. The audience. Oh, hey guys, easy. Sorry. Easy. You lost. The audience lost. <laughs> what do they lose? A no prize. You lose a no prize. Wow, I've never heard yeah. of losing a no prize. That's a new one. Listen, when you pick as bad as the audience did this <laughs> week. To be fair, I voted for it too, because I can vote in our own poll. I don't remember what I picked. Um, I'm sure it wasn't this. But next week, we do have some other polls that we want to talk about. I won't be here next week, but uh, these are the ones I, I would read. I would read. So you and I both picked this one. Something called Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Damn, I want oh, beer yeah. for this? Damn it. Um, yeah, this is that book. That's this is the this is what all the hubbub was leading up to. What's it's gonna the, happen? Yeah, that'll be the end of 25 for sure. What? This isn't the hubbub about 26. I can't even tell at this point. It's 25 or 26, but I feel like 25 might be where it's introduced. Whatever the that's hubbub what, yeah. is, I, I that's right. I think it'll be at the end of. Yeah, we'll we'll know something by next week. This is the hype okay. issue. Yeah, Roboter says it's the one. Uh, so yeah, I think you and I are, are at least both interested in see what happened. Are, are you more interested in the actual book or the fallout of the book? No, the, I I want to see what the deal is. You want the you want the drama? Yeah. Well, want is a pretty. Uh... You don't want you don't want a car to get into a car accident, but you will watch it. But if it's gonna happen, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to also check out uh, Junkyard Joe number six, the final issue of Junkyard Joe uh, by uh, a friend of the show now, Jeff Johns and uh, Gary Frank with Brad Anderson. Uh, I want to see how this one sticks and landing. I think I think this book's been very paced very well. Um, so I'm curious to see how it kind of wraps everything up, and also if it kind of teases some other Geigerverse stuff. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how how much this does in terms of wrapping stuff up because yeah. it doesn't feel wrappable. <laughs> it, it kind of uh, the 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 arc of it kind of like uh, like skyrocketed up at you know by the end of last issue. Yeah. It's like how do we do this cleanly? And maybe that's the idea. It won't be clean, but. Well, yeah, I think for him to end up where he does in Geiger, I don't think it's going to be clean. Fair. That's true. Yep. 
Uh, and Kale, you wanted to check out Spirit World number one. This is by Ooh, Elsa yeah. Wong, Haiming, and Sebastian Cheng. This is one of the. Um... Oh, I don't remember what these. We are this legends. Line is called. Well, we are legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one about uh, this person with a big sword that teams up with Constantine to go after uh, Cassandra Kane in the spirit world. Oh yeah, we read the about them in the uh, that Lazarus Planet book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that little story. I thought it was neat. I thought it was the, the, one of the best ones in that little sample. Yeah. It had um, to do with the, um, I think it was the Japanese, like, spirit yep. tags or... Maybe the spirit something, world? <laughs> something. Well, the, specifically the um, the tags, yeah. 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 whatever they are. Um, I just thought it was really cool. It was a really... I think I said this about um, Dead Boy Detectives. Um, it has some really neat asian mysticism that we don't always get to see from asian creators yeah which i think and i hope will add some really interesting nuance and it seems to be uh, based in a lot of folklore that i i don't know about yeah yeah um, and there's one thing i love i love learning new folklore same great album for all my swifties okay. out there I don't know if that's Folklore? good. Album. I was no, I like Folklore. I was trying to yeah, kiss Yeah, I ass. did like Folklore. You Swifty Cal? Yeah, if she puts out an album, I'll listen to it. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Um, but those those are the books that we want to check out next week. That's it, Cal. That's a, little, it. a little shorter of a show. We got, you got a shorter crew of people here. But Listen, and we can only have so many opinions. Uh, no, I can, I can have a limited. We talked about Cheesecake Factory for a good part of the show. Like, we, we have opinions. Listen, I ran through a whole Homestar Runner bit. Like, it's true, true. I got we tried stuff. to elongate it. Sean's gonna <laughs> listen to that. He's not gonna be happy. <laughs> well, he's he's busy watching a movie right now. He's watching the the Guardians right now. So, um, but yeah, to, oh, we'll see you on Saturday, opinions. guys. I don't know what we're talking about this week. Are we talking? Are we talking AI this week? AI is hot right now. In the worst is Marco on the show. Marco's on the show. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got. Uh, is it is it hot in comics again? It's hot in writing, which is tangentially related. I, I would be able to swing it if I was hosting the show, but we'll see what Sean wants to do. Mm, uh, interesting. Uh, I don't like it, though. I don't like... Yeah. Like uh, AI out there replacing people's jobs that we even know. Like, it's... Listen, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. Marco is like, ah, just, no, it's cool. dude but yeah we'll talk to you on saturday guys i don't know what we're gonna talk about um and we should have a guardians of the galaxy review coming up coming up this weekend as well so yeah yeah until then may the force be with you and also make sure and follow us oh well, yeah <laughs> uh, where's where's my finger uh uh shit i can't ever uh i'm a horrible weatherman up there uh at the comic spells uh twitter instagram youtube tiktok twitch and patreon.com slash the comic spells and quick reminder, this Saturday is Free Comic Book Day. Oh, yes. yes. So make sure and uh, go have a visit to your local comic book shop. Make sure you buy some comics as well as pick up the free ones uh, because don't forget those don't cost freeload. money for yeah. uh, comics, uh, uh, comic shops. Uh, C.W. Gordon asked if we'll talk about the Free Comic Book Day books. We probably won't. We don't tend to get there before well, i do 
my well, shop isn't even open before before we even do the show so yeah yeah um but it's also i we're not the crowd for those so we tend to kind of leave those books for the crowd i'll read them on uh like the digital versions when they put those yeah in. yeah the only the only thing i go for is the tick is there, is there always a new tick book for free comic book a day there used to be. I haven't found one in a couple of years, but uh, I, I go for the sales. That's what I go. For. Well, I mean, I mean specifically in the free pile. Sure, I go sure, for the sure. Tick. I do go for the sales for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, check out your local shop. There's definitely probably a sale going on. So yeah, yeah. help those bad boys stay open as long yeah. as they can before the big two kill them, <laughs> or AI replaces them. Uh, Just like Anakin and these younglings. And with that, we're the Comics Pals, signing off. (laughs) See you next week. Bye, guys.